time we talk again. I hope that it has been the same for you, that God has been giving you revelation and strength and courage to go out and be the men that he has designed and created us to be. Uh, it's been, uh, you know, just a great week. Uh, hope it has been for you again. So, in last week's uh, episode, you know, we talked, the last couple of episodes, we've been talking about battling culture, right? And battling the, fighting the good fight in a world that has definitely been lost to the wisdom and love and grace of our Savior Jesus Christ. And uh, through just books I've been reading and uh, the little news that I watch, uh, not much because there's never anything good on there, or very seldom is there any good news on the news, so I try to stay away from it, Uh, focus on what's going on right in front of me and what God puts in front of me. You know, uh, this episode is called uh, The Mission. You know, I think we all know what that is. It's been mentioned in just about every show that uh, we've done. Uh, This is number 18, uh, which is only by the grace of God has there been 18 episodes. uh, Because I never thought I would be able to stick with it this far. But, you know, when God puts something on your heart, eh, it means... uh, Hey, let's go. Let's get this rolling. And uh, you commit when you've committed your life to Jesus Christ. You want to keep that up. Uh, Jesus calls us to do and be more, most definitely, than what we have been. Uh, See, I've been on this planet 52 years now, and I would say a good 40 years of that. if I'm in reflection of my life alone, that the great commission that Jesus gave us to spread the gospel, his gospel throughout the world so that every person has heard his name, man, I'm way behind. Failed big time in following Jesus' mission plan for my life. Granted, I didn't get started till I'd say the last ten years, so I'm way behind the curve uh for my being hard headed and being uh lazy, uh if I'm being honest, uh which, you know, here in America is easy to do. Um and so now I'm trying and working very diligently to change that and to get back on track uh, in in moving and spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is one avenue uh, that he had put on my heart that would make it easy for me to get started and probably rehearse for what he has coming up in before me. So I just want to be diligent and prepare as best I can to honor him, 
through this show and whatever he calls me to do next. I'm sure he is working, if you take time to inspect your own lives, that he is working and doing the same thing in yours because we have a great and wonderful God who will never send us out unprepared or not ready for the challenge that we face before us. Whether we think we are or not, he knows because he's done the things to build us up for that moment that he is leading us to. Man, so thankful for that. Uh, so, you know, how are we doing, man? What do you think? You think we're answering the call of man? Do you think that we are spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ as Jesus calls us, called us to do? Are we spreading the gospel that uh, the disciples went out and put their lives on the line to deliver to the people that God told them to go to? Uh, you know, for Matthew, Mark, Luke, Peter right these guys that were jesus told them to spread the gospel in israel that they were doing their jobs or doing their doing what jesus commanded them to do uh, i guess you can call it a job but that's the way you want to look at it uh, i think it's an honor and a, and a blessing to be able to spend your life uh answering the call that Jesus has put on it. Um I think we're we're pretty bad we're pretty we're stinking it up, man. Uh not every one of us, but by the looks of the numbers that I'll share here in a little bit, uh yeah, we uh we suck pretty bad at getting out of our little comfort zones and um stepping out and being bold and speaking the truth, not the worldly truth, but the godly truth. Uh, I think each and every one of us, myself included, has been guilty at some time or another of saying, ah, somebody else will take care of that. That's not my problem. Or we spend, like I have in the recent time, uh, spend a lot of time saying, wondering what God's call on our life is going to be. Uh, we all have that restless feeling like we're not doing what we should be doing or there's something bigger out there that we should be chasing. And through uh, reading the Bible, God's word, and uh, reading books of pastors who have been in ministry and have more life than I have, I see that the we're we don't want to do what Jesus calls us to do. We're scared. The fear has controlled us to a point to where it has muted us. And as men and being the first image bearer of God, <clears throat> we have failed dramatically in our mission. Since the fall God has been trying, as we know, to recoup every soul, every lost soul that is on this planet. And it has commanded, Jesus commanded us to go out and spread the gospel across the world so that the whole world knows who Jesus Christ is. Not to convert them, but to make known to every human being on this earth that they have an opportunity to know who Jesus Christ is. 
And, uh, man, I know myself personally falling way short, you know. Uh, just been looking back and reflecting on my life and the missed opportunities still today, even though I know we've talked about it on this show a bunch, I still miss a lot of opportunities, you know. So we're doing, we're not doing very well, man. And, you know, that's one of the things that this show is here is to help us bring it to the forefront, to help iron sharpen iron, to help us realize that we're missing the mark. We have put the responsibility on others to do what we have been called to do. And it's it's time for us to end that cycle. Um, you know, we, uh, in the book uh, Radical by David Platt, uh, it was, I, think, I believe it was published in 2010, so I'm a little behind on it. But it's very fitting uh, and, and God-inspired timing in my life to where I read it, you know, and as... civilized world uh america all the civilized countries that may be hearing this show that <clears throat> we've gotten lazy on our task uh, we have traded the call of jesus as david platt said in his book we have traded the call of jesus for the american dream and uh that's that's not what we're supposed to be doing that's not what this life is supposed to be focused on our riches and our goals are not of this world. The blessings and the benefits that God gives us in this world are for other people. Our riches, instead of bigger TVs, bigger houses, bigger cars, bigger this, bigger that, we should be giving and going and spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, no matter the cost to us. Because our cost and our reward for sacrificing everything that we have for Jesus Christ is an eternity with heaven, with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, there, and I get it. There are times in our lives where even as followers of Jesus and as powerful and as wonderful and gracious and loving that we know jesus is that uh we still allow fear into our lives we still uh you know for me if i'm looking at my life and my living in, like jesus i would have to say no i still have no patience i do not i'm still selfish when it comes to myself uh my resources money the blessings is put in my life um you know, uh, I'm still angry a lot of the times, but once again, uh, being angry is just a sign of what I have to figure out to lay at the feet of Jesus Christ so I can move on from that and trust in him to handle that. Um, you know, the list goes on and on, but the number one goal and the focus of our lives 100% if we are true Christians, we have truly accepted Jesus Christ in our heart. The revelation that God has put on me is that 
there is a mission we have that he has called us to. And once again, uh, that is to 100% give our lives to spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm. Whether that be the mission fields, whether that be uh, your neighborhoods is considered a mission field. Uh, the people at Walmart, the cashiers, somebody who, uh, where we don't bring Jesus's name into the conversation at all times. Um, and if we're not doing that in some way, form or fashion, uh, then I think we're, we're really shorting Jesus through our, uh, church group last night. We had, we were meeting and everything. And if we are not bringing, and I've said this before, if we are not bringing Jesus Christ to the forefront of every conversation that we have, then we are failing on the commission that, that Jesus gave us himself. It doesn't matter what we feel. It doesn't matter the fear that uh, each of us has or what it makes us look like here on earth. But even if it makes us look like a hypocrite at the time because we're still growing in Jesus, right? That's what grace is for. Uh, yes, we are hypocrites at times because there are things. I'm sitting here talking on this show about what we should be doing and there's areas of these things that I'm saying that I, I'm not fully 100% perfected or have gotten right. But the change in my heart is there to recognize that when I don't, I repent. And I ask for the forgiveness and the strength and the wisdom to know why I'm having these anger issues or why am I feeling depressed or why am I anxious about something it's because I'm not trusting fully in Jesus Christ because Jesus has promised us through the Holy Spirit that we have the same power on this earth that he had. And if we ask, anything that we ask will be given to us as such. Now, a lot of churches nowadays, if we're switching topic because that's where we go to get refreshed and built up, uh, don't really preach that gospel. They want to fit Jesus into their own little box and what it looks like. Um, and that's not, that's not who Jesus is. Like I say, you can put him, try to fix him into the box <clears throat> of what you think or what you want him to look like that makes your life easier. That's not who Jesus is. Jesus is bigger than anything we could ever imagine. He is eternal and everlasting never-ending, um, omnipresent, right? He's always with us. Um, you know, so we must fight against our flesh, our pride, our egos, and or anything does not align with God's will. Now, like I said, that's easier said than done. Uh, we know that is a co constant internal battle. Uh, so, if you look at it from a military mindset or a tactical position that uh, we're constantly battling in a constant state of not only spiritual warfare, but a worldly world warfare at this time, you know, uh, just a thought occurred to me as I'm looking through my notes here as we go through is that, 
you know, we always talk about World War Three and the big war and everything. Well, World War Three is already going on. And that is the war between godly Christ called Christians and the rest of the world. We're already in that fight and we're losing at this point, as we can see by the state of the world, by people being confused, whether they're male or female, what their gender is, allowing politics to lie and use propaganda on us and Christians not standing up and calling out and standing up for the truth of Jesus Christ. So as, as that goes, we're already in World War III. We're just looking at it from the wrong perspective. We're looking at it from a perspective of military power, politics, and everything else. When, in my mind, in Jesus' economy, we're already in it. We have been since he left this earth. Because that is the commission we were given is to spread his name so that the entire world has the opportunity to know it. We are not to be judges. We are to give everybody the same opportunity that was given to even the thief on the cross right next to Jesus. Uh, so that opportunity is not for us to decide. It is just for us to be the messenger and let Jesus do the work. Uh, we know that, uh, you know, any mission plan uh, there's a thousand different ways to accomplish any different mission, depending on who you're talking to, uh, from experience, you know, there's different routes you take. There's different, different ways if this, that, and the other has it, uh, you know, and just, there's a dip, you can practice it or you can attack the mission in many different ways. But with Jesus, he is very specific on his way. And we know and we trust in Jesus being Christians that Jesus has the ultimate battle plan. He has the right intel. He has the right training for our hearts and for our minds, our minds and hearts, however you want to do it. My theory is that your mind trains your heart. Your heart starts it, but then your mind disciplines your heart in order to be in God's word. Well, that's another story for another time. But uh, the mission of life and following Jesus is there's only one way because his way is the best way. Jesus has already seen everything from the beginning to the end. He already knows. He has intel that we do not have, that we cannot see. And his word, the Bible, clearly states on how we should be attacking this situation. He knows already his death and resurrection has already defeated Satan. But because every soul on this planet has not heard his name, we're still here. We're still working to accomplish the mission that Jesus Christ has set out before us. Uh, like I said earlier, uh, we talk about numbers, and I think in America we get pretty comfortable, ah, oh, because we're so connected and so socially media aware that we think everybody has 
social media and we think everybody has internet access and we believe that the majority of the world because of the electronic age has at least heard of Jesus but uh there's some pretty staggering numbers that are out there um Estimates from uh, Global Frontier Ministry say that 3.37 billion people have still not heard the name of Jesus Christ or the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, the Joshua Project says that over 2 billion. Radical.net says over 3 billion. So you're looking between 2 and 3 billion people on this planet that have not heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's a staggering amount of people who, that if Jesus came back today, would burn in hell for eternity. That's scary. If if Jesus is our Lord and Savior, and that is the mission that he has tasked us with, that's that's way too big of a number to still be out there in today where Comparatively to the disciples that is economically able to get around faster, uh, more access to things that can better benefit us to spread the gospel. We all look at these things, you know, even technology, we all look at these things as comforts. No, God allowed us to create them to spread the message and news of his son, Jesus Christ. Everything is of and for God. So when we look at the Internet or what purpose are we fulfilling or how are we using this blessing that God has given us, to promote Jesus Christ. Hmm. You know, uh, and I think a lot of it's fear. We get too caught up in the world. We get too caught up in um, what others have, the comparison game, the, um, you know, what others will think of us. Uh, I think that's a big one is our ego or we're trying to keep up, as the old saying goes, with the Joneses or your neighbor, or whatever, but in the end, what difference does it make? You know? What difference does it make what they think? Uh, you know, Matthew ten twenty six says, So have no fear of them, for nothing is covered that will not be revealed, or hidden that will not be known. So why are we fearing somebody uh, that has real in 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 our economy which is eternal economy have no effect if they kill the body so what you just send me to be with my maker sooner and that should be a happy thing but in a side note i mean we're so worried about death and scared about death and loss but we should be rejoicing because 
the people we lose and in death, especially if we know the person has been saved, that should be a joyful time because they are in heaven and they are in their perfect body. We view death in a negative manner where Jesus Christ viewed death in a positive manner, that we leave this pain-forsaken body that holds our soul and our souls go to heaven and we are made perfect because of the glory and power of the God Almighty, the Father, because we can do that through the Son. And the Holy Spirit helps prepare us to live a life honoring of God the Father and the Son. So death is not a negative thing. You know, if we're looking at um, looking at this as a war, like I said, we're in World War Three already. And the mission is to accomplish that every person hears the name and hears the gospel of Jesus Christ. Then to die in combat, and that combat is more honorable than any other death. But in the West, we tend to think of death as a negative thing. That's because of our attachment to the world, and we have given too much of ourselves to holding on to the things of this world when we should be holding on to the coattails of Jesus Christ, and we're not. You know, the scarier thought, the bigger fear is in Matthew 10, 32 and 33. This should be the biggest fear and this should be the driving motivator, I believe, of every person on this planet. And that is, so everyone who acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge before my father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will deny before my father who is heaven who is in heaven. That's a scarier statement. That's from the mouth of Jesus Christ because he also says that no one will enter. Or, eh. Unless you know Jesus, you're not getting to heaven. You're not seeing the Father unless it goes through him. And as Christians, in knowing and believing and accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, men, that... That statement right there and not saying anything is is the same as denying Jesus. Uh, we have to look at how we view our economy and what Jesus says. Like I said, Jesus is eternal. Jesus knows the beginning and the end and everything in the middle. So those times when we back down from bringing his name into a conversation, we feel it and we reject it. You know, like I said last night, you can say whatever. First thing that comes to my mind is we're giving the big middle middle finger to Jesus Christ, the man who died on his cross and gave his life so that we could be saved and have an eternal blessing instead of burning in hell for eternity. And if we've chosen to accept him, truly accept him in our heart, then we are denying Jesus. So when we get to heaven, how is that going to look? I can talk on this podcast all the t you know, all the time, but unless I'm putting an action out in the world and stepping out of my boundaries and my comfort zone and spreading the gospel for Jesus, man, well, I mean, I I'm sure there's uh wiser men that have studied it more than me but that's a pretty scary thought that jesus get to heaven 
that he's going to spit me out of his mouth and say, I never knew you because we didn't have that relationship. And I did not follow and do as he commanded and instructed me to do. That's, that's a scarier thought than anything that I believe anybody on this earth could do. <laughs> you know, if you look at your name, your reputation, and all that plays a part in honoring Jesus, I get it, all, all kinds of, all kind of wraps into one. But at the same time, if we're trusting in Jesus and know that he will, if we're doing his work and doing his mission and following through what he commanded us to do, all that's going to work out in the end. Plenty of stories in the Bible where, uh, you know, not everything went the way that they thought it was going to go. But in the end, it all worked out for the glory of God, right? And uh, it's just, <coughs> excuse me, you know, it's just now that we see that the world is lost and the world needs Jesus Christ, the real Jesus Christ, not not an American watered-down version of Jesus Christ, not your little image of Jesus Christ. The real, bold, not afraid of speaking the truth in any situation, standing up to the religious powers, the political powers, Whoever is treating God's people wrongly, unjustly, unfairly, that is our mission, man, is to stand up for those, for the poor and the widows, right? We're supposed to take care of those. We are the warriors uh, that God has created when we accept Jesus Christ. Everybody thinks of Jesus as a meek and a friend and whatever, and and he was at certain times. Right? If that's what you needed, that's what he was. But he was also engaging in battles with the Pharisees each and every day, calling them out on what they're doing wrong, calling them out on whether they think they're smarter and wiser than God or want to be God, just like Satan. Right? So, you know, as we look at how. Everything's going in this world today. Um, you know, we can't fight against Jesus for what he calls us to do. Uh, when we accept Jesus and we work, are working toward spreading his gospel and making his name known. And yes, it is to be called around the world. Again, that may not be where he has you or that might not be the world in your community, your area, it may not, he may not have called you to be a missionary, but your mission field is still where you're located, stepping out in your community, stepping out among your family, stepping out among your friends, stepping out among the people that he places in front of you. Is the answering the call of men that the people that he places in front of you are your mission. Your life is your mission. So, yeah, it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to look perfect, but we're fighting the good fight. We're battling the forces of evil in our own lives in order to show 
the people he places in front of us, the power and glory and honor and grace and love of Jesus Christ. So, I mean, don't think that we have to travel across the world. I mean, we should. That should be our goal is to, whether you're part of a church, taking their mission trips and seeing firsthand the the lost people in this world in a in a area that you know death is for following Jesus if they're found out is is death you know they're dying for Jesus every day because they believe it and our sacrifice for them is oh that's horrible <clears throat> But our lives should be right there with them, fighting the good fight of Jesus Christ up to and including our the sacrifice of our lives, physical body lives, for him. You know, we were talking last night, <clears throat> and I was like, you know, the American soldier volunteers to go and fight, and whatever his internal reasoning at the time for putting his name on that dotted line that says, hey, I'm willing to give my life for this country, for this flag, uh, and die for people I don't even know. Might not have been his original intent. His original intent may have been that he was doing it for his family, as I did, you know, uh, to be a part of something bigger, to have a life fulfilled, a meaningful life. And I was willing to do that and go, and all my brothers and sisters were willing to do the same. But yet, I can't go out and bring up the name of Jesus Christ. Hmm. I'm willing to die for the American dream, but I'm not willing to die for Jesus' call. I think I have some correcting to do in my life, and I have think that I have a new direction that I must be faced, and I must be as bold and answering the call of Jesus Christ as I was in my willingness to die for this country because this country would not be where it was unless it was through the blessing and grace of Jesus, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we need to bring that spirit back to this country so that the light of this country, because we stood up for what was right, we stood up for the truth, not what we could get out of or away from people. We did it for the people as Jesus died for us. This country and the, our political system that was created by the forefathers was meant to be run by the people because the people and the masses and their morality <clears throat> were better than an individual group of people, a.k.a. politicians, a.k.a. relative to the Pharisees who think they're smarter and better than us. But as true followers of Jesus Christ, as a collective, with that mentality going in, we are better and stronger, smarter than any religious leader, power, political power that there is in the world, military power for that matter, because we have that power of Christ and our lives are a reflection of, of that you know <clears throat> man excuse me so as uh you know we talk about how um 
this battle plan looks and you know i've talked about the church and there uh some of them you know the lack of preaching preaching the true true jesus uh you know, as you go through when you read scripture and you're praying about what you're reading and and asking God, am I am I is my mind right? I mean, knowing who you are and knowing what you have called us to do, and and not putting God in our little box that we want Him to be, and thinking outside of the box, thinking big picture. You know, it, am I thinking right? And this is, are the churches weak? Are we the people of the churches weak? And this is what God led me to through the Holy Spirit is that in Second Timothy 4, 3-5, For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching. But having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off to myth, to myths. As for you, always be sober minded, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. So, we see that plenty today, right? <clears throat> Look, Jesus, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are who they have always been. And they will always be who they have always been. I mean, that's the fact. You know, like I talked on last show, the God that would send the Israelites to destroy a whole nation of people man woman child livestock everything wipe them off the face of the earth it's still the god that we have today now jesus says because god led the israelites to do that they were being led by god they were being instructed by god even saul david they were being led by god to do so in today's world we are not led by God to do so. We hold ourselves to our own thoughts that we are somehow equal to God. And we make and the people that we allow to make the decisions think that they have the right to judge someone, to execute someone, to take someone's life. And uh truth be told, we're not God. I didn't create anybody. I, my kids are not my kids. They're God's kids first. I, they have been a blessing in my life, and he has given me the responsibility to take care of them. But in the end, if we're truly looking at God's sovereignty and his power and his reign, the three in one, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, then uh, we all wrap this up in the conclusion that our world's lost and we're not doing enough. Uh, Jesus has a mission plan, and if we take it, follow it, apply it to our lives, discipline ourselves to live it daily, 
we can make a difference. But if we don't, we're just falling into the masses and the weakness and playing into the hands of this lost culture that we have now. Um, we have to get rid of the American dream of having more. The reason we should have more. I'm not going to say get rid of the American dream. Let's put it like this. Let's use the American dream to move the purpose of Jesus Christ call on our lives forward. The abundance that this country has, the abundance that each individual, that most, the majority of the individuals have in this country should be used for the glory of Jesus Christ. Period. Um, you know, everything that we have should be spent each and every day. There's 20, 24 hours in a day by everybody's standards, right? 24 hours is a day. And we are to spend everything that we have all time to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, whether that be at work or whether that be wherever it is that you spend the majority of your day, uh, you know, my situation is right now, you know, like I said, I'm not working. Uh, but even in that situation, God has been teaching me and growing me in his relationship to a point where I know it's coming, you know, but we have to be in his word and we have to keep studying and we have to keep growing in him. And for whatever reason, that's, you know, my situation, that's just where he has me right now. Yours may be totally different. Um, we can no longer be scared to speak the name of Jesus, to ask if anybody knows who Jesus Christ is. Um, it's time. Like I said, we're already in World War Three. It's been going on since the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's a spiritual warfare. It's a physical warfare. Warfare, in that we are slacking. We're three point seven, three point three seven million people on this planet still not having the good news of Jesus Christ. It's not just going to happen in our church buildings on Sunday mornings when we choose to show up and play the American role of, oh, yeah, I'm doing what Jesus called me to do. No, we're not. Men, we're not calling. We're not We're not answering that call. Uh, real men, loving, Christly men, uh, we're falling short. We are falling short, myself included. Um, like I told you this show, I'll never, I'll never exclude myself from the conversation of, um, uh, where we're lacking because I lack in just as many areas as any one of you that might hear this show. And, uh, together as a group of men sharpening each other, keeping each other in check, encouraging each other to step out to the next part of our lives for the sake of Jesus Christ. 
That's what we're called to do. That's what the community, that's what the church, not the physical building, the community, the church that Jesus loves so much is to is to do in a way that honors and glorifies him by taking his name throughout the world and giving that 3.37 billion people the opportunity to hear the glorious name of Jesus Christ and have their souls saved so that on the day that he does come back, they're not lost. So, man, that is... Uh, the challenge for this week, I guess, is to uh, go out, spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Wherever God has you right now, that's your mission field. And if I think if we can imply that mindset that uh, this is my mission field and I'm going to go out and I'm going to represent Jesus the way I should represent Jesus because of what he's done for me, then man we'll start to turn this thing around. We'll start to change what our day-to-day -day lives look like. And we'll start to glorify the King, the King of Kings, the name above every other name is Jesus Christ. And when we can go out and start bringing his name into every situation because he is the truth. He is the only way. And no one comes to the Father except through him. And we have to provide that opportunity to every single soul on this planet. No matter what they've done, we have to provide the opportunity for them to know Jesus Christ. And give them the opportunity to choose. It's not our job to change them. It's just our job to provide them the way out of this lost world. So, man, as you uh, carry on with your week, I will be praying that God puts you in a path that uh, challenges you to do just that, that we answer the call of men and that we change the way we fight in this world war that we are in. And we are the men that God has created us to be. We are the leaders that step out at front and are never ashamed or embarrassed to speak the name of Jesus in the, any situation. Uh, like as always, come check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, if you have uh, just want to say hi, tell me what you like, what you don't like about the show. It is the call of men show at gmail.com. Uh, just send it up there and, uh, I'll be the one reading it. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, critiques, input, goods, bads, uglies. Hey, I'm open for it all. Cause I'm doing this for the glory of God. So any input I can get to make me better, to better glorify his name. Hey, I'm all for it. Uh, love to hear from you. Hope to see you, uh, whatever podcast platform you're on, uh, subscribe, like, follow, on all of those other social media platforms. Uh, if you th find this show beneficial, then it has been a true blessing from God that it found you. Uh, if you enjoy it, then that's God's will, not mine. I'm just doing what, he, what I felt he put on my heart to do and following his call in one way. So again, men, as you do what you do today, answer the call of God.